I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Welcome to episode 581 of A Practical Show, done by a practical guy, and that is me. Well, today is Sunday, January 30th, 2022. It's amazing that the first month of this year is almost over. Unbelievable. Thanks for tuning in. So this week is kind of a general topic week. I have several things that I want to talk about, so I don't really have one topic. I got a few, and let's get rolling and see how you like it. I want to make sure that you understand that this show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, the leading authorities on appendix carry holsters, and they, if you look no further, they are the best if you appendix carry. It helps you conceal the gun. It helps you access the gun. Do it comfortably. Full-size guns, small small guns, they do it all. They also are an affiliate of CCW Safe Legal Protection. You must have, and you get a coupon code, KC10OFF. That gives you a discount, 10% discount at CCW Safe. So one of the first topics I want to talk about is something I have talked about before, but it's been a a while, and I've learned some things along the way. Business concealed carry. As most of you know, I'm a salesperson. I have been for 33 years, and um, I'm out there seeing customers all the time, seeing prospects trying to make sales. There are times, many times, where I don't want somebody to know that I have a gun. It's just not a really good idea and it's not appropriate. But I also value my life and I value my Second Amendment right to be able to protect myself. And it's it's something that I don't take lightly. I take it very seriously. And so I need to do it. So what do I do in a business scenario? Well, it really depends on what I'm wearing. Very seldom do I have to tuck my shirt in anymore. As a matter of fact, I try to only buy and wear shirts that look decent if they're untucked. Matter of fact, one of the types of shirts I like to buy is by Untuck It. Untuck It is a great brand of shirt. That and, and again, this is I didn't even intend to say this. I'm not trying to advertise for Untuck It. They don't sponsor in any way, but they're really good-looking untucked business shirts. There are a lot of other shirts that I found in all kinds of places at thrift stores and regular stores and things like that that look good untucked. So I may size down my gun just a little bit to a P365 or P365 XL. I recently mentioned I'm making a year-long commitment to the Shadow Systems guns and when they come out with the CR920, which I talked about last week, 
the CR920 concealed carry shadow systems gun. That is most likely going to be my go-to gun, and I will be getting one of those and concealing that. That's going to be my go-to small gun. It's nice if you can wear an untucked shirt. If you can't, now some people use tuckable holsters, tuckable inside the waistband holsters. That's okay. I have found in the past that the tuckable inside the waistband holsters makes it a little too hard for me to access the gun and to get it if I have to use it. I don't want that. I don't want to be slow. How about you? Is that what do you think? I mean, do you value the speed of your draw? I do because split seconds count, not seconds, split seconds count. The old saying that when seconds count, the police are minutes or even hours away. Well, I think split seconds count. And if it takes you an extra second or a second and a half to draw because your shirt is tucked in around that holster and it's in there and it's tight and it's hard for you to get that gun out, I think that's a problem. That's just my personal opinion. I'd like to hear what you think. I have a voicemail you can call in, 210-646-1727. Give me your feedback or email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. Put a comment on this post on social media or whatever. I'm not a big fan of untucked, I mean, excuse me, of tucked in holsters. But maybe some of you make them work. The other option is pocket carry. I would rather pocket carry than use an inside the waistband holster with a tucked in shirt. I've practiced pocket carrying a lot and I've practiced drawing. Now, the only big challenge in drawing from the pocket is sitting. That's a problem. Sitting down is a problem. When I'm in business, when I'm in sales, I don't really sit that much. Now, if you have a job where you're sitting all the time, then you might want to consider appendix carry. And even if you have to tuck that in, it's faster and quicker and easier to appendix carry your gun than it is strong side hip when you're sitting down. I mean, think about it. A lot of you sit in chairs like I'm sitting in right now with armrests. And the armrest is going to kind of get in your way when you try to access your gun. Same if you're driving. The seatbelt's going to get in your way, but it doesn't when you're appendix carrying. And I drive a lot for business as well. So sometimes I'll have two guns. I'll have a pocket carry gun and I'll have an appendix carry, small gun. Like I might have a, a Glock 42 or a P365 appendix carrying inside the waistband. And then I might have one of my pocket 380s inside my pocket. And so when I'm standing and I got to draw, I can draw either one. I can get, get out of my appendix carry uh, gun or my pocket gun. See, it's great to have options, isn't it? But since I'm making a year-long commitment now to the Shadow Systems guns or a P365, then the P365 may be in my pocket. And it's not bad for pocket carry. It's not the greatest, but it's not bad especially with a flush magazine, it's not too bad. Get a good pocket holster. Always have a good pocket holster. Never, po never pocket carry a gun without a pocket holster. But those are my three options for business concealed carry. Uh, what kind of business are you in? How do you typically 
carry when you're at work or when you're doing business. Um, if women might say, well, they carry inside their purse, hybrid inside the waistband holsters you can get. I own six or seven of the Concealment Solutions holsters. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com, and you get 10% off there by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD. So I'd like to talk about magazines now. How many magazines do you own for each gun? My strong suggestion is the number six. Make sure that you got at least six magazines for each gun that you decide to carry. Maybe you don't have to have six magazines for every gun you own, but at least six magazines for every gun that you choose to carry. And why do I pick that? Well, I think a minimum of two for carrying purposes and carrying purposes only. And then another two for practice and training purposes. And let's expand that probably to three or four for training and practice purposes. It depends on what you're going to do. If you're going to take a training class, a high round training class, you're probably going to want to have all four of those magazines. You can probably get away with two or three if you're in a competition match. If you're just going to the range to do general practice and to plink around a little bit, then maybe you only need to have two extra. But let's talk about the two carry magazines that you have first. And this is why it's so important to pick a gun that maybe the magazines are not too expensive, okay? Get a gun that has inexpensive magazines. I mean, if you're, if you're paying $60 for a magazine and I'm telling you to get six and you get six, that's $360 on magazines. That's a lot. Now, I think your life is worth it. I think when you spend money on life-saving equipment, don't go cheap on life-saving equipment because your life's not cheap, is it? But I understand we all have budgets. I have budgets. I'm a Dave Ramsey fan. I, I try to be very responsible financially. And so if you've got to do that, then I get it. Then find a gun where you can get magazines for 19 or $20. But get minimum six. Preferably, I like 10 magazines, but let's talk about six. The two magazines that you are going to carry, don't ever take those to the range to train with or to practice or to get them dirty at a competition match or anything like that. Make sure you use those magazines. Make sure you put your concealed carry ammo in those magazines. Make sure you shoot, I would say, at least two to three complete magazines through your gun using your two concealed carry magazines. You want to make sure that everything's functioning properly. You want to make sure that, first of all, your gun likes the ammo and that the magazines are working well. With a semi-automatic gun, magazines are one of the weak points. Now, if you carry revolvers, then this doesn't apply, obviously. But if you're carrying semi-automatic guns, your two carry magazines should be just that. And they stay with the gun when you're, when you're not carrying it. And they're on your person when you are carrying the gun. In other words, one magazine is in the gun and the other is your spare that you're carrying. You should carry a spare magazine. Uh, I use horizontal mag holders. Uh, they, they carry the magazine horizontally. 
instead of vertically I can conceal it better I did a video you can go to my YouTube channel and you can find the video on that I'll also probably put a link in the show notes for that and for those of you who are Patreon members or Shooters Club members, you'll see videos customized for you on Horizontal Mag Carry. Uh, and I use the Mag Holder brand. So those two should be, they should be reserved for concealed carry. The other two to four magazines, and I would say preferably four because the minimum number to have is six magazines. Those you're training with, those you are, you're getting dirty, you got to clean them, make sure you clean them so that they function. But those are your practice magazines, and you're probably going to be putting your lower cost training ammunition in those. That's fine. In my opinion, you really can't have too many magazines. And get the normal capacity magazines, the normal capacity that your gun takes. And even if you want to get some extra capacity magazines. Let's say you have a SIG P365 and you want to get some 12 round magazines for that or you got a P365 XL like I do. You know, get a couple 15 round magazines for that. And a lot of the 12 round magazines. If you carry a Glock 43, for example, get some Shield S Shield Arms S15 magazines. Not to be confused with Smith & Wesson Shield pistols. Shield Arms S15 magazines. They're fantastic. Great quality. I've had excellent luck with them. And they let me carry 15 rounds in the magazine in my Glock 43X. That makes it a 16 round gun. Or if you have a Glock 48, it makes it a 16 round gun. Get some of those as well. Invest more in magazines and ammo than you do in your guns. That's always been my opinion. In other words, have more magazines, have more ammunition than you do firearms. A lot of people love to buy guns, buy guns, and buy guns. But it's not just about having a gun. It's do you know how to use it? Do you have the accessories needed? Do you have the magazines needed? Do you have the ammunition needed? Do you practice? Do you train? Do you go out to the range on a regular basis? Do you have a range membership? I think if you're going to be serious about this, about concealed carry and about be and defending yourself and using your Second Amendment right. If you're going to be serious about it, do you have a range membership? If you have a range membership, guess what? You pay the money. Because you paid the money, you're going to be motivated to use it, and you're going to go to the range more than once or twice a year because you've put out the money for that membership. Follow. So think about your magazines. And the other topic that I want to talk about, it's going to be a relatively short show this week. I, by the way, I just did a new YouTube video. I just did a YouTube video. Check out my YouTube channel, Handgun World on YouTube. I just reviewed my two Shadow Systems guns, my MR920 Elite and my DR920 Elite. I finally got that up there and got that available on YouTube. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you have not. Also, support this show. I only have two small sponsors, and this show is mostly supported by generous listeners. For as little as $3 a month, you can become a Patreon member. I just put the second half of my interview with Glenn Tate recently, and I just put the second half of my interview with Mike Ox. That was the one 
the video where Mike and I talked about sighted versus unsighted shooting. That's on Patreon. Also, it's on the Shooters Club. You can support Ben Branham and myself by joining the Shooters Club for as little as $8 a month. So check both of those out, my Patreon page and the Shooters Club page. So where is your time and effort going? That's the other thing I want to talk about. Where is your time and your effort going? I'm a firm believer that the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. You will pay a lot of dividends to yourself. You will generate a lot more returns than most other things that you can invest in. Now, I'm a big believer in financial investing, and I do a pretty fair amount of it myself, and I get some fairly decent returns doing that. But I think investing in yourself also generates a lot of returns, no matter what you want to do, whether you want to become a better shooter or whether you want to become a better person with your finances or whether you want to learn a skill or whether you're a mechanic and you want to become a better mechanic or whatever it is that you do invest in yourself invest in knowledge knowledge is what's going to carry you quite far in life and I'm I'm a firm believer that God wants us to use the talents that we have use the brain that he's given us and use the skills and develop and learn and work. Those are all skills. These are kind of like modern day survival skills as well. Knowledge will get you farther in a disaster than, than tools. There's a lot of different ways that you can use a tool if you have the knowledge, right? Same with a gun. A gun is a tool. And there's a lot of different ways that you can use it if you have the knowledge. You know, speaking of survival and, and modern survivalism, no tinfoil hat kind of survival. Recently, I put out on social media, name one item that you can use when that's useful, that's practical, that's inexpensive when the power goes down. Check it out on Facebook. Uh, it's, I put that out there. There's a lot of really good responses out there. Again, this is knowledge. And Instead of sitting down on the TV and watching football or watching a movie, how about filling your mind with, with knowledge? How about listening to a good quality podcast like this one or many, many other podcasts out there? How about watching some good quality videos that teach you things? How about educational television programs? You know, the internet is so big these days and we all have devices, we all have smartphones and we all have computers and everything use those tools for something educational to enhance and enrich your mind being a student is so important you can judge a professional by what he or she learns after they think they know it all how about that think about what i just said there i'm going to slow that down you can judge a professional by what they learn after they think they know it all and you notice the words I chose there, after they think they know it all. You see, because a lot of people think they know it all, but there's going to come a time where they realize they don't know it all. So you can judge them by what they learn after they think they know it all. All of a sudden they realize, you know what, they don't know everything. And then what do they do? What kind of knowledge, what do they gain after that? I so much in, enjoyed the interview I did with Mike Ox 
uh, go back a couple of episodes, listen to that, and watch the video if you're a Patreon or Shooters Club member. Thank you, Mike. That was such great insight on not just how to learn to become a better shooter, but how to become better at pretty much anything that you want. He's pretty much got that down to a scientific method, and I think that that's really good. And it's and it's low cost, and it's not easy to do, but it's it seems like it's simple if you just listen to what Mike Ox was talking about in that interview. So what do professionals do after they think they know it all? Mike was talking about the point where all of a sudden you realize that you don't know it all. Maybe everything you've been practicing and all the knowledge that you've had up until this point is now limiting. It's limiting you. You've pretty much hit the limit of what your knowledge is. But there's more. And there's more that can be learned. Just because you may have hit the limit of your knowledge doesn't mean that there's not more out there that you can learn. There probably is. And it simply means that you need to spend some time and effort and get on a program that's going to help you. And that's why I say for as little as $3 a month, you can start watching some of my videos that I've spent a lot of time putting together that can help you. So that's all, folks. Those are the three topics, the things that I wanted to talk about, kind of generalized topics. And uh, I'm going to title this episode A Mixed Bag of Shooting Talk because pretty much that's what this was all about. And I even got into some things that are beyond shooting. But I'd like to hear what you have to say and what your feedback is. So once again, folks, feel free to call into my voicemail, send me an email, put some comments and things on social media, and I'll watch my YouTube channel. Take care of my sponsors. Also, do your, sh your shopping, uh, your Amazon shopping using my Amazon affiliate store. You can find that at Handgun World. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Bob Main. You've just listened to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast, a practical show done by a practical guy. Shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.